What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Moe. Bonjour now. And my good buddy, Kyle Stroshine. Hey, glad How's, to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We're going to talk about some Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm excited about because I wanted to do a full re- review of this game, but I was like, there's a lot here, there's a lot to it, and I wanted to be able to talk about it who, with somebody who also played it and not just, and so that we could like jump back and forth in some of our big And that things, person uh, would it, not have Sadly, been this time it was not you, <laughs> because there's a, a lot of stuff to this it one that I really wanted. It will never be me when it comes to Star Wars. That's all right, but see, that's why that's why we have friends that you, we can ask yeah, on the you're, show. You're always going to need glean, a, glean some knowledge. A, a Spare human to, <laughs> to talk about Star Wars. But we'll talk about more Star Wars goodness in a little bit here on Teen Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on YouTube channel, so youtube.com slash Team Chat Podcast. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server. Links for all that are in the description below. And finally, if you're really loving and enjoying what we're creating for you each and every week, you can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to a private channel on our Discord server and some other good uh, bits of goodness. Like, uh, I'm trying to avoid saying tidbits because I know I you don't do like I do appreciate it. that you didn't say that. <laughs> but also, uh, for a $5 tier, you get access, early access for two weeks, early access to another show that we do called Team Chit Chat, where we talk about stuff outside of games and you can get our opinions and thoughts on a lot of very Some of those stuff. topics are inflammatory, by the way. Yes, if yes. you're here for the tea, that's where the tea lives. Exactly. Not the hot takes of video game tea, but other... Yeah, other all the stuff. other tea. All the other tea. It's over there. The rest of the world's tea. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't want to do that, it's no big deal at all. We totally understand. We appreciate all of everyone who is here and listening. And other ways that you can help us out is by writing a review, telling your friends, interacting with us online, all good stuff, and helps make the show bigger and better as well. And we are greatly appreciative to all of our patrons and our listeners. All right. Well, before we get into our main topic, let's do our moment with I will blaze through it today so that you can do all the Star Wars talk you want. So just in case you missed it, uh, as of February 17th, Corruption 2029 came out for PC. Uh, Out today, as of February 18th, we have Hunt Showdown on PlayStation 4. As of February 20th, Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Weird, but whatever. Uh, Anyways, that was February 20th. On February 21st, we have Tony Stewart's Sprint Car Racing on PC. And on February 25th, we have Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. That is the DLC that's coming to Xbox One. So it already came out on PS4, but now it's on Xbox. Closing out the end of the month, we have Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also on the 25th, Samurai Showdown for the Switch. On the 25th as well, Two Point Hospital for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And then closing out the very end of the month, on February 27th, we have Overpass for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. On February 28th, we have Blood Roots for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. And I'm noticing on the end of this list that none of them took advantage of the leap year. To release on the 29th. Which I'm actually a little mad about. Like, I'm looking ahead and I'm like, oh, this is a real bummer. Saturday? Friday? 
we should all it, that day should be the day that we do the purge. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like for planning purposes, that, that would the be we need to the right it. choice. Uh, anyways, also on February 28th, we have Metro Redo or Redux, depending on how you want to say it, uh, for Nintendo Switch. Also on the 28th, One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. That's a lie. Everybody knows One Punch Man at this point. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And finally, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Oh, that's a lot of Roman numerals. Romance of the Three (laughs) Kingdoms 14 (laughs) for PlayStation 4 and PC on February 28th. That's everything coming out through the rest of the month. Very nice. So... Uh, one thing that we want to, well, really quick before we jump into this next bit of news, let's introduce Kyle for everybody. Right. So uh, I work with Kyle and I've known Kyle now for a, a few years. We actually worked together for a brief period at an old job together. Then we started working together at a newer job, a newer job together. And, uh, but yeah, so let, tell us about yourself. Some of uh, what video games and stuff you like to play. What's your favorite game of all time? You know, stuff like that. Sure. My name's Kyle. Uh, let's see. I've been playing games for a long time. I think my favorite of all time is probably something in the Zelda series. Oh, it was yes. Ocarina of Time, but Breath of the Wild has okay. probably taken the cake. Okay, that I'm not one of those Ocarina of Time stands, so that's not has and never has been one of my favorite ones. So okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Acceptable. I started with actually like the Nintendo version. We have this cool little coaster of right here. Um, you gave him my coaster. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I just moved them all into a different area. And How dare you? Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. It's one of the few games I can remember playing growing up. Like Every time I play a Zelda game, I play it through to the end, unlike so many other games. And actually, I've been on a hiatus from it, like games, pretty much anything other than like FIFA or some sort of first-person shooter for like years. And uh, Breath of the Wild came out. I was like, oh, that's right. I love these kinds of games. I've been right back in it ever since. So it was like a good reintroduction. Very nice. Yeah. How many hours do you think you put in it? Oh, I don't know. The Switch will tell me. I know it's over 100. Nice. And Have you, t- oh, have you beaten it yet? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. My girlfriend actually stole the Switch from me, and I had to wait till she finished the game until I could finish. That she'd, makes good sense. She wanted my help, and she'd ask me for input. Be like, I can't. Yeah. I, you gotta I'll, see how, I'll see how it all ends. <laughs> you got too far ahead. We're not playing this together anymore. Yeah. Nice. And then also, you guys have a bit of crossover and that Kyle's also a huge fan of Monster Hunter World. Oh, yeah. We talked about yeah. that a little bit. I am a hunting horn only main. I've heard. I only play the one uh, instrument and I gather <laughs> that the other items are actually like weapons or whatever. I'm just there to jam. So I don't know how other people are playing the game. That's how I play it. <laughs> Everyone else is going to be very happy that you're there. That's, That's what they tell me, go. but I feel like we lose a lot, and it's mostly because I've died three times in a row, and I'm like, my bad. <laughs> I was just here to have a good time. Thanks for the revives, everybody. <laughs> There's no revives oh, in Monster Hunter World. I forgot. Yeah. I only played it like a few hours. My, my playtime into it is not near oh, what you man. guys have put into it. We got to get you back in. I know. I was very excited when you said you are playing. I thought we'd rope you in. I'm sorry. And then I, I'm hooked. still at the last place I was when I talked about it with both of you. I'm right <laughs> oh, before the, the first Zora Magaros fight. That's where that's where I'm at. Oh, I'm very God. early. So I'm early so, in the game. So, so <laughs> yeah, you're so far back. There. Hasn't even opened up yet. Well, no, Zora I know. I need, I need to get into it more because I, I really liked it, and I honestly liked it a whole lot more than I thought I was going to. But just I, like I don't know. That just never the like Monster Hunter type of game never hadn't appealed to me that much, or not been one that I really played that much. And so I was, kinda which like, is oh, we'll wild see. because you love RPGs and I love open world games. Just for whatever reason, I hadn't played that style. Maybe it's Horizon Zero Dawn. 
that did it. Mm. That like made it click for me. And I was like, ah, you're playing, you're Maybe fighting so. all these like huge monsters, mechs and stuff like that. Maybe translate it over. But I need to play it more because I, I do. I've, I've heard both of you talk about it so much. I was like, God damn it. This, this sounds awesome. What do you play on Monster Hunter? Charge Blade. Ooh. Main one. Longsword. Longsword you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so the longsword, for those of you that don't know, if you are like a teammate and you're within vicinity of the longsword, they will just knock you all They're over just the place. All you over get trips like, constantly. Yeah, you're like, I would also like to hit the monster, please. And they're like, no, this is the me show. <laughs> yeah. Longsword users suck. <laughs> I resisted for a long time for the exact reason, but their moves are so flashy. It's like, oh, I get it. I get why you don't want to stop swinging the sword. It looks so cool. Oh, just So lame. The <laughs> um, so another game though that all three of us have played and really enjoyed and is seems like it's going to be making a resurgence so this wanted to talk about this real quick since we're all three here this That's actually a worked big out scene. really yeah. well uh news wise that ea officially announced there were rumors of it back in november but ea officially announced that they are redesigning and going to redeploy i guess anthem in some form or fashion in the coming in the coming months uh, which is i personally very excited about so uh, the closest two things that i can in theory compare this sort of announcement to are the way final fantasy 14 uh i believe entirely rebranded themselves i think that's the game that had like the meteor striking the fictional world and they were like yep everything's dead we're starting over entirely because the launch was so disastrous Hmm. the other one would of course be no man's sky but no man's sky took many many years and it was and still is a fairly indie studio making that game and they needed a lot more time to be able to develop it i don't really know what to make of this announcement because on the one hand I'm happy to see that EA hasn't entirely given up on Anthem because I do feel like it had so much potential and I would love to see that game done the right way. On the other hand, the player base is tiny at this point. I mean, teeny tiny. So I'm, I'm interested to see how many old players would bother coming back and how many new players would still jump on, uh, given it's, uh, checkered past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked, I've said it before and I was talking about it actually in our discord a lot where, uh, when this news broke and everything, I'm super excited about it because I, I loved the game itself. Like the mechanics of the game, it just felt like it was a little too empty. What were, what did you think about it? Kyle? Like kind yeah. of same thing or I was super pumped. I was actually really surprised. I did my year end review for PlayStation that recaps all your hours and it was monster hunter with the obscene amount of hours. Uh, yeah. So and many. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, either second or third was ended up being Anthem with like 50, 60 something. Yeah. Anthem which was, really surprised Anthem me. Anthem was my number two also, which yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, cause the, I didn't feel like I played it that much. I felt like I got to the end game and like burned through it pretty quickly. Yeah. But then, uh, I guess when I thought about it, I put a lot of time into it. Like it was a really engaging game. Just the moment to moment combat system was enough to just like keep me playing if I wasn't playing for very much. Mm -hmm. So to hear that they could actually put in like that combat system that felt so good into something totally new that could be really cool. I'm all aboard for it. So hopefully that, uh, that comes and becomes an actual reality and, and hopefully it's successful because I mean, it's, it sucks anytime a game comes out and doesn't perform well. And then, you know, sometimes that with smaller companies that can result in studio closures and everything. So we never want to see a game fail, but this, but Anthem, especially I'm like, I really didn't want to fail. I love flying around with those javelins. Those were amazing. My short list, like my ultimate wish list of what I think could make Anthem instantly better and I forgot to mention this on the Discord. 
Shorter load times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those I'm sure they'll fix that. Those load screens were killing were me. I was like, wow, I could be taking like <laughs> online classes during this time. Uh, so if they could shorten the load times, that would be phenomenal. Um, maybe, you know, with PlayStation 5 and the next Xbox on the horizon, that will be more feasible. Mm-hmm. But also, if your game isn't functional until the next generation of consoles comes out, that's a problem. Yeah. So the load times, just more variety of enemies I would love to see just mm-hmm. across the board. Just pap some more things in there. I don't care what it is. Give me more stuff to shoot. Well, because that was my thing is that, you know, it sends you out on, you have like your daily challenges and everything, which would be like kill 50 scars or whatever. And you'd be running around out there and you'd find like the two places where scars actually were. And you'd, there'd only be 10 to 15 there. And then you'd have to, I think the number you had to kill in a day was more than that. It was, it was a, a substantial number, but still it was like you go and fly and you just wrote, you would just rotate between those three areas as waiting for them to respawn and come back. And so it just felt like, cool. All right. This brings me no joy because I'm just running all over them and everything. So yeah, but giving us some more variety or greater number of enemies even, but not to the point where it's like bullet spongy and you're just like throwing bullets everywhere. But like, cause like that was even the problem with like the Titans that you would run across. Yeah. They just, you would run across them. And you could take them on yourself because they weren't, they were powerful, but super easy to get around. And, but you did just empty every bit of ammunition you had into them, which was very annoying. Yeah. I feel like they had a bit like a more variety in their monsters and then gave you more loot to tackle specific types of monsters. Mm -hmm. Cause that's like, I love the grind for like constantly getting loot and min maxing and all of that. That's like. Diablo, Monster Hunter, whatever the game is, right? That system's very like I'll sit there all day and do it. So if they could like fix the loot system, give you reasons to use those kind of like specific loadouts, different tweaks to the loot system and stuff, that would be that'd go a long way, making me play a bunch more. Oh yeah, that'd be. Great and of stuff. course, you know my third wish list item: the jetpacks. No. You fool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Romanceables. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the right. only thing I care That's about. Right. It's in a Bioware game that doesn't have romance. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Let me it. romance people. Yep. Owen? Huh? Owen? Maybe not Owen. I actually, <laughs> re- I, I really like that, like, bookish woman from, um, who are the people that are, like, the scholar class? Oh, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name either. I just remember the one that you meet like, who's like your friend with Halleck and no Faye. Was her name Faye? No, not Faye. No, I know that I know who you're talking about, but not her. She's like the one that you go to for new missions of like the scholar type. Damn it. I'm forgetting. And she's very forgettable. But in, <laughs> Obviously. But in my heart, I'm she like, made an impression. you could make more of an impression if this were a romancing <laughs> system. So maybe someday Bioware will come through for me. That's funny. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so maybe I, we, we wait with bated breath to see what Anthem will become in the next few months. But I have, I Fingers crossed. I, I really want it to be great. I hope it pulls a No Man's Sky and becomes something great because that's yeah. what I wanted it to be from the beginning. So hopefully it does that. All right. But now it's time to talk about some Star Wars. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> just, just, but no, here. we need you because we need your hard-hitting questions and analysis to break through the fog when we when we sing too many praises. We need you to be like, but wait, you said something. It's just going to be petty insults. <laughs> that's fine. We need those too. We can't get too big ahead. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, came out last year in November. And it was developed by Respawn Entertainment, published by EA. Uh, it was created. The director of it was Stig Asmussen, and then uh, Vince Zampella, obviously, is the studio head of Respawn, and so behind on all. I 
was obviously super excited for this game because it wasn't a Battlefront, wasn't Battlefront Two. You know, it was going to be us, and then because Battlefront Two was the first had the first single player Star Wars campaign we had seen in a while, and it was not great. Did you play that one? Which one? Battlefront Two, the, uh, the newest iteration. Not Battlefront Two. Okay. The first one, yeah. I actually haven't even finished it because it, it finished the campaign because it started and it was just like it was. Here's a bad a bad person at the beginning. Your character Iden Versio, and then literally two missions later, it felt like she'd already changed sides and was re- rebellion. I was like, okay, we we've yeah. seen this. Like, let's let's. I want something more out of this. And I, for me, Jedi Fallen Order gave that to me. What what did it do for you? Oh, it was the story was great. I mean, like. Okay, I heard there's a Star Wars game. It's gonna be kind of Dark Soulsy. Yeah, and it's gonna have like that Metroid style map and stuff. It's like, all right, I'm sold. I will play this game. It has good combat and it's decent story. Like, that's my basis for playing anything. Yeah, and man, it like blew my expectations away. The combat felt great, but the story was really cool. Like, I guess I'm not like the hugest Star Wars fan. I watched it with my dad when I was really young, and mm-hmm. so. I have like fond memories of Star Wars. But I've never gone like deep into fandom or anything. You don't yeah. like read the books on the side. I don't. Okay, <laughs> I have I'll like do that. I'll fill, I'll fill in the yeah. In the I have like a base knowledge, <laughs> but this this story sucked me right in. Oh from yeah, the beginning. Because I, I remember we talked about it. Like, how fast did you beat it? Because I remember I was talking about it and I was like, wait, you're already done. I couldn't stop. <laughs> I played it like straight through in like three days. Yeah, it took me a, a couple months, but I mean that's just how I play these games anyway. But like, but still, it was. I, you said that I was like, oh my god! I'm, then you have it must be really great. Then just like if it hooked you that quick and everything, because yeah, I I agree. I whereas I fell into it just because like obviously like I've said before, if it's a Star Wars game, it's gonna be high up there anyway for me, and it's gonna be hard for me to see its flaws necessarily. Mm-hmm. But this game, I felt just it had some issues, which we can get into a little bit later. But overall, yeah, fantastic story. Combat was, for a Star Wars game, especially, was very new and fresh, and it was had a good length to it and it just was a just all around not only video game but just a star wars story in general yeah and i and i just was in love with it so first question yes uh other than the box art and your guy cal kestis cal sure mr <laughs> kestis <laughs> sure. Call that. uh i don't know anything about the story of this game so give me like a brief synopsis why are you this guy what's he doing oh, i know he has a tiny robot because of your your action figure. Yep, BD one. Yeah, yeah, BD one. Oh, yeah, he's up there on the on the shelf back there. Yeah, yeah. he's top three droids for me. He's top cool. Three. In anything. That's he's a, the best. Wow, he's, he's so good. He's more like a puppy. <laughs> yeah, really, honestly, because how I like you'll like get him these upgrade. There's these uh, these workbenches throughout the game where you can upgrade him and you can get like upgrades for your lightsaber and stuff. And every time you give him one, he like dances around <laughs> and, like because he's on his like two That's little legs cute. and he like dances around and kind of like look. Yeah, he literally he looks have like arms, a dog. Does yeah, he? no. Oh my god. So yeah, he's just kind of like bobbing along. And he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> And but also like, quit great. dodging the he's question great. what's okay. the story about so it takes place very uh or not very soon it's a few years after order 66 and the events of the revenge of the sith order 66 say, what is, the hell are all of those <laughs> things order 66 is the command that the emperor gave, or at the time uh chancellor palpatine sent out that made the clone army kill the jedi okay and so like how his his big bamboozle that got that wiped out the Jedi out of the galaxy, and so since that time, Cal has been hiding out on these far away on this far planet, uh, just kind of trying to stay out of the uh, stay hidden. Wait, so Cal was already a Jedi? Yes, he was a Jedi oh, in training. Okay. Which Important you see through some really cool flashbacks throughout the game because yeah. that's actually how you unlock your different abilities. It's 
Okay, well, I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so he's on the he's hiding out. He eventually is discovered and realizes that this greater mission is at hand for him discovered to take. Discovered by he, a talent agency. Perhaps? He used the force to save a friend, there it is. and it got him oh, noticed. Okay. Yeah, and so the Inquisitors, which are a form of dark Jedi that who are part of the Empire came to this the planet he was hiding out on and basically were able to root him out and he had to go into hiding or be killed. Is Dark Jedi the same as Sith? Yes. Okay. Dark Jedi, Sith. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know um, there was more than one word. I'm already learning. I will say, I'm a little nervous about how I'm, because this is a Star Wars episode, it might call out the the, the people who know it better than me and I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to say the right things. Here. I will ask the dumb questions because I don't know any of this. Oh, man. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, so you so you are found out by the Inquisitors, and you have to then flee the planet, and then through the course of that event, I don't remember exactly, but you meet another uh, person, Seer, Seer, and she basically ropes you in on this greater mission that she is on to find this ancient Jedi holocron that contains the information or the the location of force-sensitive children throughout the galaxy. And that's basically what you then... A baby map! Basically. Okay. <laughs> and then you decide, you discover that the Inquisitors are hunting that because if they can find it, they can either A, go kill those kids or train them to be Sith and Kill the children. So, <laughs> I'm on board with this. Which is what happens in, in Revenge of the Sith. We can't be having that. The slaughter of the younglings <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess that's a bad thing. It is a bad thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so that's the overall like plot of this. So you travel to various planets in the galaxy... Uh, on the hunt for this holocron. Uh, is that a map? It is a map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, so that's the, the basic overall plot of it. But what I was saying is it, in terms of the flashbacks is there are these flashbacks throughout the game where you actually meet Cal's uh, master, Joro Topal, I believe is his it's, name. It's something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And you get these and you learn. that's where you learn these skills that you can to upgrade your skills and everything because, but it's really cool though, how they do it because it's not like you find, you necessarily find like a, uh, an object in the game that, that gives you, or you spend an ability point to get a core skill. And by core skill, I mean like the force push force pull mm-hmm. and things like that. You, it, it like is in a cutscene or like in a, yeah, in a they're moment all in the flashbacks game. and like yeah. something triggers it. And it's like a, it's a really smooth way to integrate like, he had lost these abilities, and like you remember, like he goes through the training he had to do to get it in the first place when he was then, a young, a yeah, young like child a really young kid. Does he have memory loss, or is this just like repressed memory? I think it's more repressed, and he just hasn't been able to use his Jedi abilities mm-hmm. because the Sith have been such a like. If if you're found out, you're basically killed. So yeah. it's like yeah. you know, um, so he's definitely been re- re- repressing him. But like like what you said, when he's found out at the beginning, when he uses his ability, a friend of his like is about to fall off of a this. Star Destroyer or some ship yeah, they're, they're like cutting something. Yeah. And he's going to fall into, into like a Sarlacc or some crazy shit like that. And, uh, he like uses pull is, the, is it, or is it push is the first one you get. I can't remember. I think it's push. I don't remember what the first one is, but anyway, he like uses that to like, as his friend is falling, like push something under him to catch him kind of thing. Ooh. And so, and his friend's always like, Oh, you, Okay, this is cool. Uh, but, oh, I thought you were going to say his friend like immediately tells on him. No, and he's, he's like, dude, right slight, slight spoiler, which just for everyone, we're, we're talking about like beginning game stuff, but if we will talk a little bit about some story and end game spoilers later on, we will gotta let you know. Gotta talk about the end. Gotta talk about the end. So we'll let you know before that happens. We'll give you warning. You can skip ahead if you want. Um, but this, so this is a light beginning game spoiler. His friend actually is like, obviously like, very thankful that he saved his life. And when the inquisitors come and try to 
figure out who used the Jedi above him, his friend actually sacrifices himself so that Cal can escape and live. Whoa. So it's a... Uh, so he saved that guy for nothing because he died anyway. <laughs> two days later. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. So, um, but so what about it, other than like the combat, like what about the combat specifically like really pulled you into this game? So don't think I've played another Star Wars game. I haven't played too many. I played Knights of the Old Republic. I played some on Which DS, is an RPG, which has like different combat style entirely. Yeah. Can I mention something real quick? Yeah. I watched a playthrough of Knights of the Old Republic recently. That's right. You told me you did. I did, and I, I finished it. I didn't catch all of it, but I now have like a much better understanding of that game, and it's so much different than what I thought it was going to be based on what you described to me. I was like, cool, Well, Star honestly, Wars. now because you've done Fighting. that, you probably have a better idea of the game than even I do because I yeah. haven't finished that one yet. I, and, and I was I'm just like, like this maybe is... not even halfway through it. Really weird, and I feel like if I had played it even back then... And also now, I probably would have hated it. <laughs> but I get the appeal, I guess. Yeah. The only thing I know about KOTOR is that I like Murderbot 5000, who I think has a real <laughs> name that is like HK something something. I must not have gotten to that part of the game yet. So He's ahead. one of the people that you can recruit onto your team. Okay. But he's like an assassin droid. Okay. Then and I he's like, shall we murder everyone in this building, <laughs> Master? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if you're playing the game and you're trying to be good, you tell them not to murder that makes sense what's the point of that <laughs> i would have been evil for sure <laughs> but anyways continue so yeah nice of the old republic and i played i think it was the first battlefront and it's i've never played a star wars game where like the use of the force felt to scale yeah like within actual combat and how like i would envision it kind of being used in the movies and stuff because, I mean, Battlefield, you just run around. Like, you turn into Darth Vader for a little bit, and you can run around and kill some people, and then you're dead, and right. you start over again. And this one, it's actually, like, a key part to the combat. And when you get to the boss fights, you can use specific abilities during specific, like, animations that they do to interrupt them and then open up space for counterattacks. And, like, I'm a big Monster Hunter fan, so it's no surprise that that kind of combat's what I'm really into. And you have to, like... Plan your attacks. Wait for the openings. Planning. Learning. Wait for openings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're playing Monster Hunter yeah. very differently. You have, to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to learn the attack patterns. You get used to the animations, and you figure out what you can do to try to counter them. I went through so many of those fights so many times. Because what difficulty level did you play it on? Not the hardest, but the one just below. Okay, that's what I did too. I think yeah. that's Jedi Master, which I really like. That this one, it legitimately shows you. It has like a sliding bar that mm-hmm. like shows you the diff- the differences the difficulty levels will make. Such and but it's purely with the combat because it like yeah. it increases or decreases the parry window that you have to oh. to parry attacks. And when you're playing on Jedi Master, it's like it's very it's small. very small. And when you're the hardest, it's like infinitesimally small. Yikes. Like good god! And if you don't, if you can't lock down how to parry, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, I mean like they will just wreck you if you don't get one of them right. All of a sudden you get hit and they swarm. Yeah. Storm oh, that troopers, was, that was spiders, the whatever part. it was. Yeah, when you're like fighting the, like groups and everything, the swarm they would swarm so much, which I couldn't tell if that's something I'm like, is this how it's supposed to be? Like if that was because I did notice that were there were a couple parts, especially the scout troopers who were the the melee imperial units. Yeah, they would just they like three or four of them around you, and you're just like, what is happening? I'm just dead. Yeah, you had to be kind of aggressive with them because if you waited too long, they would just start unleashing combos on you that you couldn't like. Yeah, break up or get in the middle of, but yeah, it's the super specific timing and combat and stuff, and then like the way the force played and all that. That and then like, okay, Zelda, great game. You can do things like freeze bombs in midair, 
they're going to throw something at you, you can make it stop before they throw it, yeah. and then it makes them all crazy and stuff. You can do very similar things, which is so much fun. Like, they throw a grenade at you, you can stop it in the air and then chuck it back at him. That sounds very satisfying. So good. <laughs> and the my favorite, which is very hard to do, was freezing a blaster bolt, then pulling the stormtrooper into it. I could only do that, like, a couple times. Well, that yeah. sounds like a real dick move. It was hard, but it was oh, yeah. awesome. It's like, nah, you're going to kill yourself now. <laughs> Freeze it. Oh, my god. Get gosh. him in front of their own shot. I liked, oh, so I, I liked the, uh, the rocket troopers, just, like, immediately just, like, pushing the rocket oh, back yeah. into them because they just explode. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but yeah, and I liked, I liked that a lot too. And I liked that it was very, like you said, dark soulsy in the fact that like you would have these areas and you had to find specific save points. And once you saved those points and rested to restore your health and like health packs that reset and all the dead enemies like re respawned and came back, uh, which makes it, you know, if you're trying to do hard exploration and everything and really find and you can find more health packs throughout the, the maps and everything. But still, if you haven't done that, it makes exploration difficult because you do. You're like, man, I just got through a really hard part. Oh, I got to do that again to go to this other part. Or fortunately, it wasn't necessarily with all the bosses. Like once you beat a boss, it yeah, was they're done. pretty done. Um, but still, like even some playing on Jedi Master, you really couldn't underestimate any enemy because they could get ahead of you and like just pull a good move pull a good combo and if you didn't do the right thing to block it you'd be you'd be killed the stupid goat things i those, don't remember what they were called those suck but i hated those goats yeah they were on like the second planet i think and oh my god they yep. were terrible because they would just they would basically the first one you see it like comes around this corner and you're like oh it's a goat <laughs> then it immediately like does an unblockable charge at you they, the enemies turn red when or glow red when they were about to do an unblockable attack and it just charged you and immediately like one hit takes 75% of your life. And you're just like, this is great. And then it takes what it's so early in the game. It takes oh, like, yeah. uh, it takes a, it, there are a, a solid fight and you're fighting them. Like the first one is specifically was on like a cliff yeah. side too. So you have like a very limited amount of space to actually work with. So like take a step to the left, you fall down to your death. Mm -hmm. Take a step to the right, you hit a wall, and the guy charges you, and you die. Right. It was yeah. That part was challenging. That part was hard. and and too because it was like you could that point. I think you only had like the freeze ability, like to slow enemies down. But even if you froze them in, while they were doing an unblockable, and then attacked them, that unfreezes them when you'd attack them. But they'd still be doing the unblockable. So it was like really hard to like figure out the best way to like freeze it, move out of the way, then attack it, so it wouldn't just immediately still bulldoze you over. Those yep. those things sucked really hard. <laughs> But that was the other thing I liked about it too, because the combat wasn't purely against Imperial soldiers. Yeah. You had to fight the various wildlife of these, of these planets, which especially for me, having read a lot of the star Wars books and everything, you always heard about how like dangerous the underworld of Kashyyyk was. So that was really cool that you got to explore that and face some of these fearsome creatures that, you know, you only have like heard legend of. And yeah. like, they come face to face with you on Kashyyyk and you're just like, what? No. <laughs> and of course, I hate spiders and you fight giant spiders. And so there's so like, many spiders in the game. So many. They're on Dathomir, too. That's right. Oh, the ones in Dathomir are even worse, I think, because yeah. they're smaller and they spit poison. Uh -huh. I hate them. <laughs> sound like my kind of spiders. No, they're terrible. <laughs> they suck so bad. Um, but yeah, but I really. So when. The game starts off after you leave the first planet. You actually have the option to go to two planets, Dathomir and Zepho. I, I think the other one. Yeah. Which did you do first? I went to Dathomir. I did too. It was how a terrible did, mistake. How did that work out <laughs> for you? Yeah, I was going to say. So I found, you, if you go there first, the one benefit is that you can find the double-sided lightsaber early. Oh, okay. And so I didn't know that, but I happened to find it. I was like, sweet. And then it took me so long to get back to the ship because I kept getting killed by everything. 
you are so underpowered. So underpowered. To deal with anything there, even to explore, because you unlock, as you unlock abilities, you open up new areas to explore, because you can like jump higher, like latch onto walls Pull and stuff. You could, yeah, different things. Um, and you don't have those if you go there first and expects you to. And so it was very difficult. I was very excited about the lightsaber, but the journey home. It was, it was, it was hard. It was traumatizing. I, I, I think I got to the first part where you like, so, you know, you get there and you meet, you see night sister Marin for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's a cool name. by the way. She's really Wait, cool. She's like one of these, right? No, I do not have a, oh. I hope they make a figure of night sister Marin because she is badass. Um, and I would love to add her to my collection, but, um, they, you meet her. She like says, you know, we don't want you here. You know, basically threatens you if you keep going. And then she sends like the two night brothers to attack, to attack you. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you get to the save point, And then there's the staircase that had like the one night melee night brother and the two archers on it. Yeah. I got to that part. And I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. This is because they, they just, they had that charge up shot against you. And it was just, oh, it was, it was too early on. So I yeah. like, I, I went back to the ship. was like, nope, let's go to Zephyr. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to do this right now. But that actually though, does bring up one of the small cons that I have with the game is that it had odd bugs every once in a while. Yeah. Like that, that specific part, there would be sometimes I would re I would respawn at the save point right there and they'd be on the stairs like they're supposed to be as I started going up them and they'd come down. Other times I'd go up the stairs. They wouldn't be there until I got to the top of the stairs and then they just spawned right next to me. And I was like, what? And then they just killed me instantly. Yeah. So that was, I ran into that in a couple areas. They released patches later on that made that a little bit better. But I will say that was, that wasn't a slight knock against the game. Just that it was just like, there were some Why? bugs. There were some performance issues. Yeah. I know time, there was one time like I fell through the world. I don't remember exactly where it was. It's one of those infinite like fall those. situations. Like <laughs> I broke the game. And it's <laughs> like, is it going to actually ever kill me or am I just uh-huh. in limbo for forever? Do I have to load from the last spot? Yeah. Yep. Can I jump my way out of this? <laughs> I, but yeah, so it, I would run into that. And I would also sometimes run into like the music cutting out. Did it ever do that for you? I never got that. I heard other people experiencing that. And I, I first thought, because I was playing it with headphones at first, I was like, oh, maybe it's just like my headphones randomly intermittently losing connection. But then I played it without headphones one time and it was still doing it. But you could hear every other sound, just not the music. I mean, at the end of the day, not a big thing, but I was also like, it's Star Wars music. I want to hear more of this. Yeah. So it was just a small little thing there. Um, what else? Let me see. So yeah, so it has various dark souls in the fact that you do have like the campfire esque things where you can refill your your health pods and everything. You can find the more health pods. Like I mentioned earlier, you can upgrade your lightsaber at these at these workbenches. You can eventually get the dual bladed lightsaber, and then you can also upgrade BD one to give you more exploration capabilities too. Like he can start. You'll find zip lines, and at first you can only go down them, but you'll later find an upgrade that you can start to go up them too, which makes it easier to get to find some different secrets and stuff. So like what that. all does BD one do other than look adorable? Um, mainly that. But zip lines n- no looking oh, adorable, looking adorable. Uh, okay. but no he does hold your your health packs for you uh, so when you need to heal you you'll like hit the button for it and cal will go bd i need some help and he like pops a health canister out of the top of him because he rides on your back the whole time oh, okay. and and so he does that he also is what basically is one of the ways that you can discover the lore 
of the areas. He'll like randomly hop off your shoulder, rut scuttle over to an area, and you have to like, and then you activate a command for him to scan it, and he'll like give you like a little bit of background of like okay. the planet you're on or something like that. So he has like some. Is there anything else that he does? I'm forgetting. Uh, I think it's the main ones. That health mechanic thing is one of my favorite mechanics in the game. It's great. It's a cool way to heal yourself. You don't just like pop a potion or something. Like your droid chucks you a little stem and you like it, stick it in your arm and you're good to like go. It's like an EpiPen. Yeah. Like uh-huh. you kind of Pretty much, yeah. He, yeah. he like really shoots is. it out of the top of himself, <laughs> catch it, and then you're, yeah, you get some health back. That's pretty It's pretty cool. But it was cool also that that could be interrupted though. Like hit, you hit the button to do it and he could, if you do it at the wrong time and the enemy still hits you, it like, it interrupts the thing. Fortunately though. And I will say that I did like this because at the same time I was playing this game, I was also tr- finishing up blasphemous blasphemous. If you were taking your flask, I- using a health flask and you got hit it, you, it still used the health flask. Uh, this one it didn't, which yeah. I was very appreciative of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You have I, a I limited supply. I would have yeah. assumed that if you got interrupted, it would have used and just not, you know, had the effect go through. Yeah. No, this one, it actually like, it, it doesn't use it, which I was, That's for nice. me, I was like, okay, thank you. Because that would have been in, almost too difficult. I feel like it's at some points. Yeah. I mean, you unlock, this one of the unlockables in the world. So you find more of these health stems as you go along and then BD has like a bigger stash. But at the beginning you Does have his head two. Get bigger? No, that'd oh, be cool though. That would be fun. That would have been, but because it's always like, how, I think you can get, I only got six, I think. I think I, I only found six, six. Mm. but I want to say there maybe are 10 to 10. Maybe you can find. Cause I think like some, like I know Kashyyyk has four hidden around it. So maybe, yeah, I mean, I'm not totally sure how many you can get, but you can get a lot. But yeah, you're kind of like, at some point, BD, what, what are you doing? Like, you're going to run out of space in your head. Yeah. That does bring me to, like, one of the cons I had. It's no fast travel. No Which, fast we, travel we at all. We talked about this when I, I was at the, we were talking earlier, and he mentioned that. I was like, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, I went back to play some of it just to, like, refresh myself before the podcast. And I remember that, like, I had stopped myself from fully completing everything and getting all the unlockables. Because you'd, you're searching these worlds to try to find them, and then you have to spend just as long finding your way back when you're done actually searching for them. So it's oh, not like I could just man. go look for this thing I missed, how to go through the whole level, explore the whole thing, and then fight my way back. Yeah, That kind of sucks because even in other you know comparatively difficult games like Metroid, for example, there's almost always a fast travel option. And, well, and I guess the way they work around it are there are like shortcuts you can find. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it's not like in the grand scheme of things, those didn't cut out a ton of travel time. There's some very big and still worlds. fight. Yeah. Yeah. So especially if you're if you did just get through a hard part, you haven't found a lot of health canisters yet, that can very easily like yeah, take away from the exploration. To be honest, it didn't really bug me until afterwards and trying to go back. It's mm-hmm. like I've been here. I've done this. Should just want to unlock the things. Because that was, I didn't I kind of started exploring on the first planet and like really going around and trying to find it all. But then that's when I was also like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going <laughs> to explore everything first and then drag the story out for forever. I'm going to beat the story so I can actually understand the story as a cohesive unit and not in these small sh- uh, fragments. And so I stopped after that. So I have a lot of like exploring that I want to mm-hmm. go back. I want to eventually platinum the game, but it was one of those things too. I was like, okay, I want to, I want to get, I want to get to the story and experience yeah. it as it was meant to be experienced, which I'm glad I'm really glad I did. The story um, drags you through it. Yeah. But the, I mean, you do get a lot of exploration just through doing that. Yeah. But I know there are like, I haven't fought any of the legendary creatures that are the legendary. Beasts. Oh, you have to. I did. Dis- good. I did discover. Ogdo Bogdo. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've, he's, he's the one like, in the first world, right? The big yeah. frog thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a three-eyed flo- frog and he like will s- 
the, you fight smaller versions of them, but then the, he's like the main legendary because there are four legendary creatures, I believe, throughout the worlds. And yeah, he's like a big version of it, but they have like three eyes, sharp teeth, and they like still will like stick out their tongue, grab you and pull you in and bite you and oh, all that God. stuff. They're yeah. hard. Like, They're the first time you fought one, I was like, what? No, this is bullshit. <laughs> that how sounds hard this terrible. Is. Yeah, they're pretty difficult. Um, Did you come across the bouncy hunters? Yes, on Dathomir. Uh-huh. When I finally went back to Dathomir, I had just defeated the Dathomir boss and walked out of that, and they were waiting for uh. me. They immediately just destroyed <laughs> me. They're pretty hard fights. Yeah. I, I haven't found them again, and I was wondering, like, oh, wait, where did these guys come from? Yeah. And then, yeah, so that's kind of cool that there's, like, this roving boss that, that, that they're looking for. I think for there's yet. actually a handful of them. Oh. I've killed a few different ones. Oh, man, that I need to, yeah, I need to get into this a lot. More. They're all named and have some, like, backstory and stuff some to go with it. To it. Well, because... Okay, because you got okay on the ice planet, you you went there. Okay, so this is a slight story spoiler here, but this is a cool part that like I like that the game threw in a couple of these. So this, again, slight story spoilers. Um, you're on the ice planet, and then after you retrieve the your kyber crystal from there, mm-hmm. you get ambushed by that droid, Clunk, Clank. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Who, like, but I a, remember that. Fight. Like, I don't think you're supposed to beat him. You're not. Be, you're supposed to be able to beat him then, because then he takes you basically to that smuggler mm-hmm. encampment or smuggler ship, and you have to do basically a like arena battle, which was super hard. Yeah, that took me a long time to fight through. That was like the one time I got like actually pissed at the game. I was like, <laughs> "This is bullshit," because you didn't get a save until at the the very final. Um, and it wasn't even an actual save. It's just like a soft save where was, you didn't have to go back and redo the whole fight. But you would go through this gauntlet where you fought all these creatures. You would have to fight a couple of the frog guys. You have to fight all these different insects and spiders. Then you had to fight like these two huge, like a big spider. And then one of the other, they're almost Rancor-esque creatures, but like another big, like bipedal monster that you had to fight. And then after that, you had to fight this robot clunk again. And it took so long because there were so many like kyle said they swarmed all over the place yeah and it just like that was a hard part it's one of those things where like in this game all of them are pretty deadly any monster you come across any stormtrooper they can do you some damage so to have to go through wave after wave after wave of tons of these and at that difficulty you mess up once or twice and you're out of health and you still have a few waves to go yeah yeah i very that was one of the parts where i was like I might just go down to normal just to get through this. <laughs> Did you ever go down to normal? No, I made I myself either. stick I, at I, it. I, I stuck with it, it, even though the last two bosses I almost did because they were so hard. But I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it. Um, but yeah, so they did it there on that plane. And that was probably like, what, halfway through the game when you ran into yeah. that one? And then at the very last uh, planet, you had to do another one inside this Imperial compound and you only fought uh, yeah. Imperials. That part, I feel like I beat it faster, mm-hmm. but it was so hard still. The Imperials were easier in some sort of way. I think it's yeah. reflecting blasters and stuff. You can just do more stuff too. Right. It's melee, melee combat was much harder. Yeah. So I'm glad that they made that such a big part of this game. Yeah. You didn't have to just, cause yeah, especially once you unlock the ability to run and it would auto deflect stuff mm-hmm. as you were running like that was, that made it a lot easier to get around some blast or some ranged opponents. Um, but yeah, that, that one, that fight near the end, I especially liked because it did throw in stormtroopers. It did throw in scout troopers, but then you were still having to fight like the, the, the purge troopers and everything like that, which I thought made it because then they, they messed this up. Like you first fight, 
you first have to fight the two guys with uh, quarter stat with like staves. Yep. And those guys are hard because they do Very like hard. that windmill attack and just can like knock your health out like nobody's business. But the one, the perch trooper who has the rifle though, I hold is the hardest one. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with you. Him or the one with like the giant axe thing. Oh, that I one don't was know hard why, too. But that guy really because he the axe guy could do the like the ground pound uh-huh. that like knocked you over. Uh, but the, I think the guy with the blaster because he was very mobile. Like yeah. they were the perch troopers were great because they were an upgrade from the normal imperial troops where that they would have they they could dodge your force abilities or resist your force abilities a little bit. They could also just dodge your attacks a lot easier. They were way more mobile and just moved around a lot more. Um, but the one with the blaster, because he was mobile. So even if you deflected shots back at him, he would dodge them. Yeah. And you couldn't deflect all of his shots back. So right, it was kind of his, like, you have to really pay attention. Cause if he tried to do it on the wrong one, then yeah. you're in trouble. And, and because like he, he had that charged attack, which would be his unblockable mm-hmm. and it would like stun you. Then he'd run up and like punch you or something <laughs> with a ridiculous amount of force. And he also would throw this like electroshock grenade that would freeze you and like be shocking you taking your health away. Then he roll all the way and fire a charge shot and you're just done. Oof. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Um, sounds that, like a terrible game that no, no, no one no, should play. It was so much fun. Um, but then, oh, one of the, a couple other things that like BD one can do later on in the game is you can use him to like, overcharge like break like hack through security doors and stuff like that but he can also whenever you fought other droids if you got them low enough he could hack them and turn them to your side oh that's handy dude. that was pretty cool yeah that, especially with the big security droids that that part i liked especially in that final that final bit went because the, at one point two of them come out and i was able to like get them both down and turn them against the imperials and that that helped but i still had to do it so many times so i didn't realize that the little the skim link scum link the unlockable youth that lets him actually hack all this stuff oh yeah yeah yeah. has like history like it's a named thing from early on in some star wars canon i didn't make that connection that they like made back yeah oh that's cool i don't know exactly where it's from i did not but (laughs) that's from something i thought that was like a cool little tidbit yeah that's pretty cool i didn't know some of the droids seem to have them throughout the star wars series well, I know like R2 can like unlock just about everything. Yeah, I but. think it's the same thing. It's like a specific link that's been named somewhere in the past. Oh, that's really cool. That I didn't know cool. that. Um, but yeah, I think the one thing about the story, I think we've kind of talked about mechanics and stuff of it a lot, so we can kind of move into the story and everything for the last little bit here. But um, I think that was one of the big things that I really did appreciate about the story. So spoiler alert, we're probably we're going to start talking about some spoilers here. Um Check the in the description of both the episode on iTunes and in YouTube. There are chapters. You can skip ahead to the soundtrack spotlight or just our conclusion in general. So there will be chapters for that. I'll be sure to note those that you can skip ahead so you know it's safe. Um, but anyway, we'll start now. So, but one of the things I liked about this a lot was how it embraced the current kind of like how the sequels have been telling the star story where it's, it continued to, to make the distinction that the force isn't necessarily a light side and a dark side. There is like this middle, this middle. Mm -hmm. And I think it did that really, it really well, especially in the end, like when they are, they've recovered the holocron, they're all on the ship and they make the choice, you know, they go and they find this thing Uh, before I do it. Are you okay with spoilers for this game? Yes, but I'm curious (laughs) to know who the they is. Sorry, Cal and the crew. Because you you meet up with Seer, who who you discover is an ex-Jedi and was actually the 
master of one of the the inquisitors that you have, that you fight in the game, or the main inquisitor the main that you person, fight. Yeah. The second sister is what she's called. Her name is later uh, Trilla, is what you find out her name to be. So she Trilla was Seer's Padawan, and they during Order sixty six, they were all captured, brought to this Imperial compound, that which is where you take the end game takes place, and where they were trying to turn them all into. Uh, into Inquisitors and break them just for more information on where Jedi are. Seer resisted and was able to escape, but Trilla was kept and captured. And so that's why, like, especially, and so after that, and like Seer gave into the dark side to like destroy. It was a really cool cutscene. She like destroys this area that she's in, but still wasn't able to save Trilla. So she like cuts herself off from the force completely so that she's not tempted by it again. And so you find out that she's, so it's her, the, the pilot of the ship Grease, who's really funny. I like Grease a lot. He's like, he's kind of like that, the comic relief. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. The comic relief of the, of the thing. He's like always kind of like antsy and nervous about everything. <laughs> uh, but, but you actually like, like find him plants, seeds, if plant seeds from all these planets you visit to like grow the onboard terrarium. It's, oh, it's really kind of fun. Um, but yeah, he's always like, this is, this is terrible. We're all going to die. Aren't we? And you're <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's so, probably, <laughs> probably a good part of that. Um, and then later on in the in the game, you can I haven't got the trophy yet. Apparently there are more people you can recruit. The only extra person I was able to recruit was Night Sister Marin. Oh, I didn't even get her. Oh, I got did? a little onboard uh what do you call it? The fluffy things on the first planet with the ears that come out of the little holes in the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunnies? How'd you get that? It's uh it's close to the that boss we were talking about earlier, the big three-eyed frog. Oh, okay. Okay, so I just haven't, must not have been able to do that then because I did you that. Just, but like, you just, like, kidnapped Sister Marin. No, you free it, and then oh. it gets really happy, and it follows you back to your Ew. ship. Oh, that's fun. And then, yeah, he will, like, comment, like, I hear something clinging around back there. You sure nothing stowed away aboard? Like, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe something did. Maybe I brought a pet. <laughs> um, well, so you didn't get Night Sister Marin? I don't think so. Huh. I kind of thought that was an unavoidable one, but I don't remember. If I'll have to was. go back and check. Oh no! Yes, I was thinking of someone After else. You fight the boss I was fight. thinking you said second, or like one of the sisters from the the order, the Inquisitors. Oh yeah, the ninth or second. Yeah, because you only fight the two sisters, the ninth and the second sister. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, Marin comes with you. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. That's what I thought because I was like, wait, I thought I, I was thought. off. Um, but yeah, so you, you do eventually get nice sister Marin. So all of you together at the end, once you've recovered the holocron and everything, you, Cal makes the decision to destroy it because Seer was going to use it to rebuild the Jedi Order. But Cal's like, these people don't know that they're Jedi yet. Why don't we let the the Force decide? Basically, cho- let the Force choose their fate if they're going to come into this or not, and not ma- us make the decision for them. Which I think is really great because it continues on that of showing like the error of the old ways of the Jedi and everything like this. So I really, I really appreciated that building of the lore around it and everything. Hmm, I didn't think about it that way, but in that context, it's interesting because Luke makes the exact opposite choice. And whatever events precede the first of the new Star Wars series. Right. He made his own order, and then everyone died because of those choices. He was such a shitty teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) But yeah, so, so it's very, so yeah, so I like how it incorporates, and obviously, since it's Star Wars thing, Disney had their hand in like controlling how the story went. But I liked also, too, that it was a totally separate Star Wars story, and the fact that you didn't interact with these big main characters. Well, except except one, one, which we'll get to. It's so good. Um, But, so you do that, and then it, I just really appreciated that, how it really did make it its own separate. It, it, it was its own thing, its own story, didn't rely too heavily on the on pre-established characters. Oh, you did run into Sagarera from yep. Rogue One on Keshi. You ran into him there. And I guess the uh, the Wookiee, the head of the Wookiee 
Tar- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tar- he, tar- yeah. yeah, Tarful or yeah, something Tarful. like that. He's in quite a bit of things, apparently. Right. He's a recurring he's in, character. He's a Revenge of the Sith, I know, and and all that. But um, but yeah. So none of the main None of the main people. Cast. You're not seeing yeah. Luke. You're not seeing uh-huh. Leia, Han, and all that stuff. Um, although there would have been, I guess, on that like smuggler planet, there could have been a chance to like run into like Lando or something like that, but they didn't do that. Um, those people already have enough money. Exactly. Yeah. They, they already have all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, appre- I fully appreciated that, that it was an independent story, but I like though that the themes and the underlying things supported what had been established in the sequels and everything like mm-hmm. that. So I really liked that. Um, let's talk about then before we get to the final, the final big thing. What did you think of all the bosses? I haven't wanted to say like their names and anything yeah. like that, just so it wouldn't be given away. Because especially one of the like, you know, you're going to fight the second sister, and she's going to be like the big main boss. But like, what did you think of, for one, the ninth sister when you fought her on Kashyyyk? But then the guy on the main boss on Dathomir, Terran Malakos. Oh, so good. So the ninth sister, it's like the first real lightsaber fight you get in the game, mm-hmm. and that's when I knew I was like I was hooked on the game. Like I've been playing it, I've been enjoying it, but as soon as that fight came along. I was just like time after time trying to get this. And it was like, it felt like lightsaber combat. It's everything I wanted lightsaber combat to be. Mm-hmm. It was like pairing it, trying to mix in the force when you could. It was so good. Um, and then they just got harder from there. Oh, yeah. Like, like Taron Malik, you said? Yeah, Taron Malik. Malikos. Yeah. Oh, man. He was he was so tough because he could resist all of your force abilities because he had a Jedi past. Yeah. He was like a, a Jedi who turned <laughs> dark and embraced the magic of Dathomir. I thought uh-huh. you were going to say he had a Jedi past. And I was like, like a key card <laughs> that like enables you to resist. <laughs> no. So, th- so a little bit of Star Wars, extra Star Wars lore. On this one, Dathomir, the the Night Sisters and Night Brothers of Dathomir, they use not the Force, but something similar called just magic with a K at the end. Is it magics? Forgot. Basically, <laughs> okay, so continue. it's not the same. So Terran Malikos, he fled Order sixty six when all this happened, and he stumbles upon Dathomir, and then like makes a deal with the Night Sisters. They teach him the magic, and he's like, "Hey, I'll protect you from anybody hunting Jedi and anybody who's going to hunt you." But he ultimately like turns very evil with it and almost starts controlling Dathomir. So that's how. So that's how Night Sister Marin winds up joining you is you defeat you both kind of jointly defeat Terran Malikos, but my God. That that was the first part uh, of the first bosses where I was like, I'm gonna lower it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, <laughs> because his like you said, the ninth sister was really great because she was the first battle I felt like you really got to learn how to incorporate the, the yeah. force with your lightsaber abilities. Um, and how gratifying did it feel when they tried to do a force push and you had parried at the right moment? Oh. So you like, you just like got pushed back a little bit, but you like made those, you like had your lightsaber in front of you, <laughs> you were, like, blocking it and like the wind and everything's like brushing by you. So gratifying. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of that stuff. But Taryn Malikos put all that to like the next level of what you had to do and i was just sitting there being like wait i know how far i am in the game i am assuming the next boss i'm gonna i'm gonna fight is the second sister trilla what the hell is that fight gonna be like yeah and it was i thought that much harder yeah i mean malikos had some things that were a little more difficult like just throwing his lightsaber at you that took me by surprise the first couple times he did it and chucking like, all the rocks at the you rocks were really hard because yeah. i couldn't figure out really how to block those correctly no i think that was the one time you could use the force to kind of interrupt him and the rocks would break. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it didn't really work. I saved all the force for like powering up your lightsaber right, attacks and that right. seemed to take him down faster. But yeah, he was tough. And then, yeah, the second sister was him on steroids. She was brutal. I literally think I fought her three hours. Yeah. Th- I, took a, I took her in like three bouts. 
I had to take a break. She was ridiculously hard. And like, and just because I, that was the one thing, and I know it's a common trait in boss fights, but I like how you would get them down and you would knock knock their health down and they would unlock new moves. Oh, yeah. Which was very frustrating because, again, this game doesn't have saves, like soft saves on, on, on mid boss fights or anything like that. So you would have to just like restart and redo it all and when these fights would take so long it also was makes just, it feel so good to beat at the oh, end oh yeah though. because like it is true it's a whole another thing to learn a boss when like you get through the first third of its hp and you're like all right i've mastered those moves and they throw in a whole new slate of things and you spend the next several rounds of fighting this thing trying to figure out what those next things are then you get down to half health and there's a whole bunch more stuff you oh, gotta yeah. deal with that was uh, ridiculous. What was her, of her move set? What was the one that like took you guys and you were like, "What is this?" or like didn't have the chance to like. It's been a while since I've done that fight, so I'm gonna have trouble remembering. So the big ones I think, if I remember, is like she would do like the big like spinning attack where she would like fly across the room spinning, and that would hurt you a lot. She would then later on, I think her first, when you got like the third of the way down, she would call in one of the probe droids who would shoot yeah. at you, but like. That was an incredibly frustrating part trying to figure that out because you couldn't get close because every time you tried to get close, she would do like this ground pound and send out like this force energy along the yeah. ground that would knock you out. The probe, dro- but it was timed with when the droid was going to be shooting, so it was very difficult like figuring out when to parry, when to and when to try to press the attack at all. But you had to like kill the droid before you could do anything. And then past half health was when she would do the force drain one. That one was rough. That one. I sucked. do remember that one. That was like, that one's OP. I was like, this one's too powerful. She would basically, what she would do is she would like throw a flash grenade or not, but she would have like this very brief, like charge up of it where she would turn red and you knew it was unblockable. She would zoom for it at incredibly fast speed and basically just like drain your life and force out of you. I've seen movies. You had to be. (laughs) I know what that is. You had to be basically full health. If you weren't full health, she was going to kill you. And like, yeah holy shit that part was hard i also think i'm trying to remember she had some jump moves where she would immediately go into a counter attack Mm -hmm. and that took me a while because i think all the bosses up until that point had some sort of thing where they jump into the air slam on the grounds and when they did there's a brief window because they'd like have the impact of hitting the grounds and you could go in you could attack them a little bit but she didn't she would immediately quickly turn around yeah like a series of counters that would come after that so every time i was like i know this game i'm gonna go attack and then she'd wreck wreck me so well that's what taron malikos did too there were several of his attacks you would even parry him yeah but that wouldn't guarantee that you were gonna get a hit because you had to wait for the whole parry bar to go down or he would counter you like pretty quickly yeah it was crazy inventive how good these fights would get and yeah. how detailed they were and how much you had to pay attention to them. So yeah, we're the final big story thing that I think we really want to push on because you know, there are great cutscenes and they're great things. Like I really think they did like Seer was an incredible character. I mm-hmm. really hope that if they make a sequel or a continuation of this, I hope that she is a part of it because she was a great character. I would love to see more of Grease night sister, Marin, especially too, like yeah. separating a night sister from Dathomir. I want to see that. I want to see how that comes into play. Uh, also, all the characters like that were really well done. And even Trilla was a great character. All of them had depth. Like, I was intrigued by all their characters. I felt attached to them in their stories. Like, it was a good story. Terran Malikos was a badass. I hated him because of how yeah. difficult he was, but he was awesome, too. Yeah. Um, but so it really builds to that. But I think where it really all came to a head, because the whole point, you know, obviously you're trying to convert Trilla back. You know, whenever Cal has runs run-ins with her, or even eventually Seer does have a run-in with her, they're trying to convince her to come back to the to the light side, and you know, which is a common theme in Star Wars. Um, but you get to her final fight, 
you beat her. You start talking to her again and you're like, Hey, you know, we can do this. Like, let's, you know, come to us. You know, Cal doesn't kill her. He just like wounds, you know, injures her enough to stop the fight. Final mistake. (laughs) So here's where I was like, I was like, man, it's going to do this thing. Isn't it? It's going to do the tried and true star Wars, not trope, but just like the, she's going to become good. And this, and everybody's going to be happy and, and be best friends and move on from this. Was I wrong? (laughs) Because it's so good out because there's like, this platform starts lowering behind her and all this smoke and fog starts coming and you instantly see fear just come across her face. And then you hear the iconic breathing of Darth motherfucking Vader. And it was <laughs> insanely cool because she doesn't get the chance to, to turn. She does just say avenge us before Vader just straight up kills her for failure. And I was like, well, that turns it on its head, <laughs> and it was amazing. It was so good. I didn't have that spoiled for me, thank God, because it yeah. made the moment so much better. When he like came down, it's just like, oh, this is about to get real. Yeah, I thought we were gonna have to fight him. I did I'm too, and I was so like, so happy what? we didn't because same. There, there've been Star Wars games in the past where we actually fight Vader and like you're supposed to beat him, and that's just which dumb. is not right. yeah, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. He's so, supposed to be like the most powerful. Like Jedi or Force wielder, yeah, almost ever, right? Right. And so they did that scale of his power so well. Like he comes in and he just wrecks everything, and you know instantly you have no chance, yeah, except to try to run. And even then, it's gonna get pretty sketchy. Which great, which gave a really great part of the game too when you're escaping him and he's like just destroying this bridge you're walking you're trying to run across as you're trying to go across it so you're like jumping and moving again you had to use all the mechanics and movements and things that you learned from the game and in this one part to get away from it and again there are stormtroopers on there who are trying to fight you so you're trying to run move the stormtroopers out of your way do your thing it was an incredible scene and then too yeah you felt the fear you felt the terror Mm -hmm. which i felt was done incredibly well so well that was the best sequence in the entire game absolutely and they got it so right because like it's vader he should be that powerful that's what you keep hearing right yeah and that's he was like and everything it just you felt it yeah it was kind of like this the final scene of rogue one where he just goes ballistic and destroys all those rebels and it's one of those things that like has gotten better that technology has allowed us to do better because that was the thing you hear all this stuff especially when the original trilogy came out and you're like where he's the most powerful jedi you see him fight luke and he kicks luke's ass a few times before luke finally defeats him right but you kind of like heard oh he's the most powerful jedi but you're also like okay especially as time went on and more things came out star wars you saw more star wars uh, games you saw you know you read more star wars books and you were just kind of like i get vader's supposed to be a big bad but rogue one and the ending of fallen order show you how much of a badass he is and you get to feel how much of a badass and all-powerful vader is and it was incredible and i love that that was the final note of the game you basically just make this last ditch effort to get away from him you don't and you don't kill him it's like this underwater uh facility and you basically just like flood a tunnel that he's in before he can kill you and it was this and also too because it was an incredibly powerful part for this part seer was with you she was like okay if we're gonna do this i'm gonna have to mm-hmm. help you infiltrate this thing i'm gonna have to open myself up to the force so again it was another powerful moment where seer almost gave into the dark side again to be able to defeat vader and so cal and it was just this incredible moment of cal trying to like save them both save seer from herself in this moment mm-hmm. and it was God, it was so good. It was a perfect climax to this game. So good. So good. So good. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think, I mean, I think that kind of like that, that basically boils down all the big things. Um, 
the the key points. Anything else that you really wanted to touch on about it or no, anything? That hits it all. It was just a very good game. So did good. you did either of you even try to romance Vader? There was no time. Dude, no. <laughs> I mean, he just, he came in there with a death mission. Oh yeah, he starts choking you, and I was like, "Choke me harder, Daddy." But then, other than that, I was just like, "No, I'm not going to try to do this." There's there's no options here. There's always time for romance. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to see. Yeah, I mean, this is one like I made a pros cons list. The pros way outlaid the cons. The one thing though, I think that really makes this game stood out to me, other than the other all these other things that we've talked about, about what made it so great. This game, I felt like playing it made me a better gamer in the sense of understanding what it takes sometimes to beat a game and what it and to understand and be more thoughtful about what I'm doing in the game. Patience. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. I come into, I mean, I think I talked about it in the first impressions when we were talking about this game way back when, when it first came out. I went into it very much thinking it was going to be like hack and slash, God of War style. Like yeah. you run at the enemies, you swing your lightsaber around, you're going to just bust your way through. Not the case. Not the case at all. Like what you were saying. You had to learn the parries. You had mm-hmm. to learn the openings. And I think it just... I've noticed post-playing it that I have incorporated that and been even even in other games that I'm playing, I'm taking the time to think about what actions I'm taking, where to look for explorable areas or other things like that or other elements that I can use to my advantage other than just trying to bulldoze my way through, which I feel like I've done for so many other games. So I think... That in and of itself sets it apart from a lot of games I played, yep. and just that it, I legitimately think it made me play video games better after playing this game. It does. It coaxes you into being creative, much the same way that Breath of the Wild did. Yeah. There's so many times where Jenna would come to me and be like, Look at this cool thing you can do. I was like, Oh, you know, like, <laughs> mind's blown. I had no idea. I can't even think to use that tool in that way. It's like wreck some enemies. Yeah. And this game was similar in that sense, where it's like, all of a sudden, it's just like, maybe I could do this with this force ability. And when it works, just like, that was so good. Yeah. That was everything I hoped it would be. Oh, I'm yeah. a genius. Like, that was <laughs> the genius. most creative thing that's ever happened in a game. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first so time, good. The first time I, like, deflected a rocket from a rocket trooper into, like, a group of other guys, I was like, <laughs> yes, I am king. But, the, but it's, that, it's that moment, like what you were saying, when you defeat Terran Malikos, when you defeat the bosses, you feel so damn good mm-hmm. that you were able you to beat it. them. You really did. Yeah. And I think that above anything else is what made this, one of the things that made this game just inc- an incredible experience. Agreed. Uh, and I mean, and it did really well. It, it's, they came out, EA came out a few weeks ago and said that it's outsold past what they were expecting it to, mm-hmm. which I think is great for, especially since a year or two ago, people were like single player games are dead and multiplayer is where it's at. No. Single player games the are alive only, and well. The only people saying that are the developers because they want to be able to milk you dry for every yeah. dollar you have. Which is nice. There's none of that in this game. Yeah. Like you have, a, there are unlockable, oh yeah, a, a total thing we forgot. Unlockable cosmetics that you oh, can yeah. discover in the game. That was a cool thing. Yeah. It was like really fun. It kept it was engaging to me. I kept yeah. wanting to find all the things. You could find like different ponchos, different outfits for Cal to wear, different skins Those for beating. Sweet ponchos. There are some <laughs> badass ponchos. There's I, some I, really I, ugly ponchos. There too. are some ugly ones, but there are some really cool ones. Uh, you can find different skins for BD1. You can even find different skins for your ship which were really cool too. Um, and then throughout the world too, you find different components and pieces for your lightsaber. So when you find those light, those workbenches, you can go and like mix and match parts from all these different styles of lightsaber. And you can make a pretty sweet, pretty sweet weapon. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, so I just liked that there were these unlockable things, but they weren't trapped behind a paywall right. or anything like that. No, transactions. no, yeah. none of that stuff. You just got what was in the game. The game is what you got. And I think 
again, there's like, that's a great thing to keep having. And to be such a good game behind that. I haven't, I remember thinking that when I bought it, but I haven't thought about it since. That's a really important thing. Yeah. Especially for a game that has EA has anything to do with right. whatsoever. To feel like you got your money's worth. Oh, That's yeah. a very valuable thing. Yeah, uh, it, by far. It was great. Um, I loved everything about it. If anybody, you know, obviously you're still with us at this point, you know we're, seeing, <laughs> we're doing nothing but seeing the praises. We've, we've pointed out its flaws, but the flaws are very admissible giving, given how great the overall experience was. And so I just, if you enjoy anything like this at all, you're a Star Wars fan, Dark Souls fan, just like a game with a great story and great combat, check out Jedi Fallen Order because it is A+. plus. So, uh, But I think that pretty much concludes that our review of Jedi Fallen Order. If you have any other thoughts, we would love to hear them as well. So send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Comment below on the video on social media. Join our Discord. We'd love to talk about it with you there and any other games that you're playing at the time. But before we go, we do have to do our, spot, our soundtrack spotlight, which we're just going to use the main... The soundtrack of this game, we didn't really talk about it that much, but it's also, it's a Star Wars game. You expect Star Wars music. It very much feels very similar to the, what you would hear in the movies and stuff like that because, you know, the music of Star Wars is iconic in and of itself and you can't really stray too far from that, you know, without it. Um, and so they kept that. Uh, the music for it is all great. They actually haven't released the full soundtrack yet for it, which I'm very upset about and need to. But you still can find the main the main menu theme. And so that's what we're going to be playing for you today. It is composed by Stephen Barton and Gordy Hobb. So listen to that after the close of the episode, which is pretty much now. But Kyle, thanks for coming on. It was a blast to have you on and talk about such a great game. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really enjoyed being here. Awesome. We enjoyed having you here as well. And of course, thank you, Mogan, for being with us as you are every week. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here next week. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. We hope you come back for another great gaming topic. But I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined again by Rachel Mogan. Adios. And Kyle Strohshine. See ya. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. <laughs>